You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. I'm Robbie the Intern. Welcome back, Robbie the Intern. <laughs> What's up, guys? I am so he's excited. Way in the back. That's right. We pushed him to the back. <laughs> he's, anyway. He's regulated to the back. I'm excited for today's podcast, though, because we have a special guest with us today in studio. It's not just the three of us. Do you want to introduce our guest, Brian? I would love to introduce our guest. We have author, and I don't know if he goes by the term apologist, but I have known him in the Utah area for probably... I would guess I've been aware of him for at least 10 years, if not much longer. Uh, I don't know him very well. I just know of his work because it goes out way ahead of him. He has written a few books and he has a new book out. We have Eric Johnson on the podcast. He's the author of Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a practical and comparative guide to what the Bible teaches. It's at the time of the recording. It has not it is not released broadly yet. But we're hoping that this gets into the hands of many, many people. It's it's uh, published by Harvest House Publishers. It's about 280 pages. It's incredibly accessible. I've really been enjoying it. it. has an outstanding introduction material just about the whole concept. Eric Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Pastor Brian. Did I cover all the bases? I think you did. Um, oh, you're part of a local church here in Utah, the Mission Church? Yes. And you work yeah. with a number of ministries here we probably ought to talk about, too. You want to talk about chiefly yeah. Mormon Research Ministries, right? Mormonism Research Ministry, founded by Bill McKeever in 1979, a ministry that has twofold intent to share our faith with Latter-day Saints and also to help the Christian be able to understand better what Mormonism actually teaches and then to be able to share our faith, teaching people how to do that. So that's a big part of what we do. We have our own podcast uh, that is uh, daily since 2011, Viewpoint on Mormonism. And you can see all of our content at mrm.org. And the book, we have a website, introducingchristianity.com. Fantastic. I was just about to cover all that. Hey, let's just start with the, let's just get, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. I posted a picture of this book and the chief comments that were coming from my local friends, local community, you already know what the question is, right? Eric, what's the question you get about this all the time? Uh, aren't Mormons Christians? Yeah. Can we just talk about that right on the front end? Can we just jump right yeah. into that? Well, and that's the thing. The name of the book, the title is Introducing Christianity to Mormons. And that's not going to be a good title to try to sell books to True Blue Latter-day Saints because they already think that they are Christians and that becomes a big divisive issue. And normally I don't like to get into a uh, debate. You're a Christian and I'm not, or I'm not, you know, I'm a Christian and you're not back and forth. We just, you know, it, it just doesn't lead anywhere. However, um, I, I think that Christianity does have a historical meaning to it. And so therefore I wanted to, I wanted to just lay it out for Christian readers. This is mainly for Christians introducing Christianity to Mormons. In fact, the word Mormon is not a word that's supposed to be used. Uh, according <laughs> to the top leader of the church, Russell M. Nelson in 2018 in the fall, he declared that Jesus is, is offended whenever we use abbreviations like LDS Mormon or Mormonism, rather than calling it by the church of Jesus Christ or the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. They even changed their, websites from lds.org and mormon.org to churchofjesuschrist.org. I'm sorry, I can't use that because I don't believe they are the church of Jesus Christ. Now, think about this for a second. How am I supposed to title this book then uh, if I'm going to listen to my LDS friends and their complaints? Am I supposed to say, 
introducing evangelical or biblical Christianity to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No publisher's going to publish that, but the, the Christian reader's going to understand. Okay, introducing Christianity, it's assumed we're talking about biblical Christianity, if this is an evangelical publisher, which Harvest House is, to Mormons. And so I don't use the word Mormon to uh, offend them in any way, but it is an easy way to understand that this is who I'm talking about. And Latter-day Saints have used that term numerous times before 2018. And even today, I talk to Latter-day Saints who want to be known as Mormons. They think it's silly. Uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, I Am a Mormon campaign just 10 years ago. These are all the things that they've used. If Jesus was offended, why did he wait until 2018 <laughs> to let the president know that? I was, so you got to pick the title of the book. We've had other authors on, and sometimes the publisher needs to pick the title for marketing purposes. Did you get to pick this title? I did. I, I actually played around with it. I have a friend, Jay Warner Wallace, who wrote Cold Case Christianity. And we talked uh, when I had another title and uh, he says, you got to be more simple. What I just explained to you, he says, you got to let it be known what your book is about. And uh, and, and so uh, I did change it to that. They changed the subtitle. You're right. They oftentimes will change things. I was very impressed. So i the second time I've worked with Harvest House, the first time was in 2018 when Sean McDowell and I edited a book called Sharing the Good News with Mormons. That was an idea that I had, and I put 24 people together, and uh, we, we had a chance to be able to uh, explain different ways of how to share our faith in an effective manner. And I got, that uh, I, one on my I got that one on my shelf, too, and I'm just going to throw a pitch out for that one. I like that's a good one, too. So for yeah, those thank you. looking, that's a good one, too. Yeah, so so uh, this is the second time working with uh, this publisher, uh, Harvest House, and uh, they did a great job of editing the book, of working with me. They uh, when they did the editing, they did made a lot of good corrections, but they left my voice in there. So it's nice to have somebody who's on your side. This beats trying to self-publish a book. It's just disaster trying to do it yourself. And this will get hopefully distributed better than if I were to try to do it for my my living room. Well, let me, okay, one more follow-up in that. I'm sorry, guys, I'm monopolizing all, monopolizing all the questions. Uh, in the opening of your book, in the introduction of the book, you do talk about how this is chiefly for Christians, just like you just said. Yeah. But you did suggest if there's somebody really exploring this that's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who's a Mormon, and they're really trying to process, it might be okay just to have a conversation. You say something to the effect of, this is probably good on those terms, too, someone who's ready to kind of take a look, not because it's anti anything, but because if you're not prepared to really address it from that sort of perspective, from this perspective, it might be difficult. But I think there's some value here in people who are wrestling with Mormonism, working through that to maybe look at that, too. If you had very many, if you had any response in that way, I know the book is just getting rolling. So I don't know how many people have got their hands on it. But if you heard from Mormon, have you had any Mormons look at the book? I guess that's the question. No, actually, I tell you what, if if anybody who's listening to this broadcast, I don't know if you have any Latter-day Saint listeners, and if they would like to get the book, I, I will make a special offer. I will give them the book if they were willing to read it and then tell me what they thought about it, or if they have left the church within the past year. All they need to do is just write me at eric, E-R-I-C, at M-R-M, Dot org. Just write me and say, hey, I'm a Latter-day Saint, or I just left the church. I'd like to see what you have to present, because here's the problem, Pastor Brian. Uh, people are leaving the church in droves. The church admits this. I mean, their numbers are way down. They're coming out the back door left and right, and you know where they're headed? 
They're not headed to redeeming life. They're not headed to the mission where I go. You know where they go? Atheism, agnosticism, or nothing at all. That's 45%. And that's not my poll. That's from uh, Jana Reese, who wrote a book called The Next Mormons. Um, uh, this is from Oxford Press in 2019. Very clearly shows 45%. And then another 21% call themselves just Christian. That's two out of three people. When they leave the church, they have nothing. Because just calling yourself a Christian, well, they're moral. That's the, They haven't gone to a church or anything. They just don't murder anyone and they don't commit adultery. That means one third, only one third go to some other kind of faith. And of the total... Christianity, evangelical Christianity is the largest, but that's only 10% total of everyone who leaves, one out of 10. And I think, Pastor Brian, I think we can do better. I think that uh, we need Christians who are aware to be able to explain what Christianity is in a way that will make sense to a Latter-day Saint. That's how this book came about. My my uh, daughter came to me two years ago, and uh, a friend of hers at work had just left the church and wanted to have a resource that she could use to understand what we believe. And I looked at my bookshelf and there's great books in there, but um, none of them I thought did what needed to be done. Uh, it needed to be for a Mormon audience. So it makes it a very narrow niche book, of course. But I think if we understand what the language is of the Latter-day Saints, if we understand the basic ideas of what they believe, I think we have something great to offer. I think we have great hope. But it's going to take a Christian who knows not only what he or she believes as far as the Christian doctrine, but also understands the basics of Mormonism so that we can say, yeah, you got burned. The church did burn you. Religion has a way of doing that. However, Jesus has a plan and it's found in the Bible. And that's uh, I think the, the hope that I have is that Christians will be able to better share what it is we believe in a way that will make sense to the average Latter-day Saint. So go ahead, Joe. No, you're good. Um, I was just going to say, is, is this book different than, than other books that maybe are similar than this? Like what makes this book kind of stand out? Well, that's a fair, he wrote a different book on the same topic <laughs> right. and it's other books with it. So what makes this yeah. one even different than your own books? Yeah, well, even then, uh, we wrote Mormonism 101 in 2015 with Baker. That's just basically taking the two religions and comparing them. Now, we certainly talk about Christianity there, but my book here is more about Christianity and less about what Mormonism teaches. You won't find as many quotes from Mormon leaders in my book now that was in that one. 2013, we wrote a book called Answering Mormons' Questions. That book was intended to answer the common questions that Latter-day Saints uh, ask us. And then, as we mentioned, 2018, Sharing the Good News with Mormons, that book was made to give people ideas because everybody thinks there's a silver bullet uh, tactic <laughs> or some... question. And all you have to do is just do that. So what's the best question? What's the best tactic I can use? I get what's that the... all the time. Well, so here's 24 you... of them. You choose. I'm going to give you that option. Hey, I want to chime into that question a little bit. Uh, having got a chance to look at the, the early release of the book, um, or at least an advanced copy, there's almost a sense of, I don't want to say systematic theology because it's not covering all the bases, but there is. I, I just want to read the table of contents real quick because I think it helps you realize this isn't just an evangelism how-to book. It's how do you talk about the major things of Christianity that really do help shape this. And then, I mean, I don't want to eat up too much time. We're going to, you know, Eric, we're going to get you on another one. And we want to get into some of the details, kind of how you do this. But uh, chapter one, the Bible, God's special revelation. Chapter two, <clears throat> the New Testament trustworthy and reliable. So those first two chapters are really focused on that. And then uh, chapter three, the existence of God, reasonable 
reasons for belief, chapter 4, the nature of God, attributes of worthy worship, chapter 5, Jesus, Savior of his people, Uh, 6, the resurrection, the cornerstone of Christianity, 7, the Trinity, which that's a fun one to talk about with Mormons, one God, three persons, chapter 8, justification, forgiveness of sins by faith alone, chapter 9, sanctification, the life marked by good works, chapter 10, growing in the faith, uh, passionate pursuit. And so the idea here is it's not here's the conversation you have, a whole book about that. It's here are how you talk about these things to someone who's coming at it from a different perspective with some of the same words. He mentions that in the introduction. The introduction, by the way, is one of the best. In fact, I'm probably going to have all of our mission teams read this book coming out just to get a sense of why the language is important, why the thinking is important. And then and then there's an introduction here by uh, Michael Wilder for those who, who know who that is. Yeah. Uh, so, Eric, on Michael Wilder, could you explain who he is and why you had him write your intro? Yeah, Micah. He's from South uh, Carolina, Eric. You have to. Uh, he's, yeah, you got to excuse the accent here. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. I love it. We've been need around more the of that. circles for yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah. We need people in the Bible Belt to be moving to Utah because we have a lot of Mormons to uh, to share our faith with. Well, Micah is a good friend of mine. Um, he he uh, about 15 years ago was a missionary in the LDS Church in Florida. Long story short, and he wrote about this in his book, Passport to Heaven. Uh, Mm -hmm. A a Christian pastor told him to read the Bible as a little child. Uh, Micah did. Micah ends up becoming a Christian on his mission, gets kicked out of his mission a week before he's supposed to finish. And then uh, his mom was a professor at BYU, Lynn Wilder. She and her husband end up leaving Mormonism. In fact, the entire family ends up. And so they have a uh, band uh, that's uh, Adams Road Ministry, and this band goes around uh, the nation and shares. And so he's very popular. And, and his book is more of a biography or autobiography of, of what uh, he learned uh, on his mission by reading the Bible. And, and I thought when I talked to Micah, I said, you know, I think my book could be kind of a a, a second part to what you wrote, because he didn't get too deep into who is God, who is Jesus, uh, what is salvation. He did. He did a lot of that, but it was just kind of interspersed throughout. It's not so, like a reference uh, book. Like this is more, you could go to that chapter. Yes. This book is more of, this is what I was thinking here and there. And here's a thought. Here's like, Yeah. And it, and actually the same publisher uh, uh, published his book that's published ours, our Harvest House. So I had first done this in 2018. He does this in 2021. And so I thought he would be perfect because then we could also advertise his book in the back of the book and just having somebody, because I'm not a former Mormon, but he is, for him to say the things that he said, very nice to say that he respects what we do, even though Bill and myself do not come from a Mormon background that uh, that we're able to come in and call the Mormon people our people as well, just as Paul called called the Gentiles his people. So even though he was a Jew at heart. So, uh, yes, I think that's a good reason why um, I had several different people I considered. He was the first one I asked. He agreed. And so I'm glad he did. And I'm hoping through. The popularity is very popular. I'm hoping that some people who really like what he does might consider this to be able to better understand what it is that Christianity teaches. Well, I think that makes a good bridge, but I wanted to maybe point out, just having seen your ministry over the years, watching what you and Bill and all of you, all of you guys that are doing that, plus the connections in Utah, you sort of just see that. You have many friends who are were steeped in Mormonism and have left and you've been able to work with it. You still have friends who are Mormons, right? I mean, I, I've, yeah. And so 
I think what one of the criticisms of some of these books that get published are they deal with the theology without knowing the humanity behind this. And this book is not that book. I mean, I want to be really clear. I heard uh, one of the guys who's been on our podcast before and wrote a really big, heavy, knowledgeable, complicated to read theological book about Mormonism, Travis Kearns. Uh, said Mormonism is not a theological religion, it's a relational religion. Yeah. And so you have these relationships that really help pour into this. Would you say a lot of those, did you have actual people? And I mean, you have conversations. So I've read this. You've got conversations. I had this conversation with this guy, and then he came back and said this, and then he came back and said that. Do you feel like that was kind of the driving force behind some of this stuff? Yeah, I wanted the book not just to be a bunch of what's I wanted the relationship factor to be a part of that so I decided every chapter I would include an evangelism encounter a real life encounter that I had sometimes I put two different accounts and I kind of put them together for the sake of of succinctness but uh, they're all real and I think it gives life to each of the chapters because I I start off by telling the story of whichever person I'm talking to and then sometimes I'll use that story all the way through kind of like Lee Strobel did in A Case for Christ when he interviewed uh, these different professors there's a human element to that and I think that would was helpful for me to be able to share this information and then hopefully by example showing how the information I'm using and laying out in this book could be practical for a Christian to be able to actually use it themselves. It shouldn't be that scary to to answer the questions our Mormon friends have. They're going to ask us oftentimes the very same questions over and over again. So when we hear those, and I've been around this so long, been doing this for uh, this kind of a ministry for close to 40 years, Uh, You know, you hear this. If you've talked to one Mormon, you've talked to a thousand Mormons and you start to think as they think. And you're even able to predict what they're going to say. When I bring up Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for instance, we're saved by grace through faith. I can guarantee you that what the what the Mormon is thinking. Oh, my goodness. He's a gracer. He doesn't believe in good works. Well, what about James 2.20? I mean, how many times have you guys heard that? And you go, okay, well, let's talk about James 2.20 in connection with what grace is. And I think we have the opportunity to get rid of stereotypes. I call them straw men. Straw men are the arguments that the Mormon will use to beat down our faith, which are not accurate. So one of the best questions your listeners can use whenever they're talking to a Latter-day Saint is, what do you believe about blank? And when they come up, well, we believe in the atonement. We believe by salvation, by grace, we're saved. Okay. What do you mean when you say atonement? What do you mean when you say salvation by grace? I think when you ask those questions, you let them tell you what it is that they believe. And then you can ask, what do you think I believe about salvation by grace? And I've had a lot of Latter-day Saints tell me when I've asked that question, oh, you believe you can go to the front of redeeming life, raise your hand, praise the Lord, you're saved, and now you can go do whatever you want. That licentious behavior is certainly not taught as being uh, true in the Bible. And, and so you have to you have to get rid of these stereotypes or the Trinity. You know, ask them what they believe the Trinity is, and you'll hear the biggest heresies in the world. And you say, no, that's not what I believe. Well, they assumed... Well, that's not what I really do believe. That hopefully will help the conversation. So if a Mormon wants to deny that what I am believing in is true Christianity, that's their prerogative. But at least understand what I am saying true Christianity is versus what it's not. Which you lay this out in the introduction, which I really appreciate. Here's these questions you just mentioned. 
what do you what do you believe about? What do you mean by that? What do you think I believe? And then we see that play out in all those conversations you mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I want to let Josiah, who's lived in Utah his whole life, I want to ask him a question just so we can kind of uh, validate maybe what's been said or counter what Eric has just said. Um, so we, is this author just trying to sell a book or is he really, does he really know what he's talking about? Uh, Josiah, you've lived here your whole life. Have you had the same conversation? What's this conversation look like? Is is Eric right? Oh, Have you had that or not yeah, had that? What's no. it look like for you? <laughs> Countless times. It was funny when the, this podcast started and Eric, you were talking about just the differences in, in name changes and what's okay to say, what's not okay to say. It's, it's funny how we've just watched that change my whole life living here, um, titles and different things. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got your other books and I'm really excited to dive into this one as well. I still am working on it. So he hasn't got my copy yet, but he's going to get, we, I told him, he bought the order date. It's pre-ordered, right? Yep, hey, what's the publication date? We're like, we're totally out of time, yeah. but what's the public- it's September 13. Okay. I mean, not publication date, the release date, the right. general public release at Amazon and everywhere else, anywhere you can find books. Uh, yep. You guys pre-ordered it. I learned a hard lesson with some other book. That's true. This last, okay. So we're, we're way out of time, but there was this book I was really interested in. What's the title of that book? Yeah. So it's Spurgeon, the pastor. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, hey, great. And there's this author and whatever. And uh, Josiah pre-ordered it. I'm like, well, I want to see your copy and then I'll probably buy a copy or whatever. So it totally sold out in pre-order. Ah. And I was like, well, now I can't even get a copy until they print more. <laughs> so I'm encouraging now, if you are interested in the yeah, book, pre-order, because we have, let's see, there's supply chain issues, trucking issues, shipping issues. Like, don't gamble with hoping that you'll just get one whenever. We live in a different world now. Yeah. So go and pre-order the book. What you got? You got a price for it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you pre-order the book, it'll be on your doorstep on the release date, September 13th. It's on Amazon for $17.99, $14.49 for Kindle or wherever books are sold. So grab your copy today. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's awesome. Hey, uh, unfortunately, we're way out of time. Do we have anything else we... Robbie, the intern, do you have anything you need to add? I think I'm set. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the website one more time. You want to do that? And you wanna- Yeah. Eric, anything else you want? Like Brian said, we need to have you on one more time. But anything else for our listeners today? No. If they uh, want to order that book and 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 maybe they'll want to hand that to their Latter-day Saint friend or neighbor or family member who might be asking the questions, what it is we believe. Maybe this would be the book to give them. Perfect. Will you just mention your website one more time as well? Yes, mrm.org. And this website for the book is introducingchristianity.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Eric. Uh, Once again, you can find us at saltybeliever.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.